Hang on one second. We're playing uh, playing word cookies. Playing word cookies. Hello, welcome to another uh, episode of Toonami Preflight. Uh, today we are going to be talking about our least favorite vampire movies, and a genre that neither Jason nor myself are particularly enamored with, yeah. as a general rule. Yeah, there's there, good ones. There are good ones, but I'm not super into vampires. Yeah, I think that's good to get out in front. Yeah. So everybody knows. If We're not saying that it's bad if you are into vampires. No, but we just aren't. But to um, each their own, and that ain't us. But we are also going to talk about the great uh, 2000 animated film, Blood, The Last Vampire, from which Production we, IG. Which we are into. Um, Number 60 on Pace Magazine's Top 100 Anime Movies uh-huh. of All Time. And uh, then we're going to show you a bunch of s- stuff today. coming up next week. I'll just be out here. Cool. Just do the Finally. Um, so first up, let's talk about Blood, the Last Vampire. <clears throat> so uh, Blood, the Last Vampire was notable for a couple reasons, but the, the two the two main reasons were it was created in the year 2000 from Production IG, and it was from an idea generated by Oshi, um, but he didn't direct it. Um but it was made in English and subtitled in Japanese, which was very unusual and still is unusual for the time. Right. I think they, the Ishikawa, uh, the head of production IG, thought it would play better internationally, and he was right. Um, very smart man. And then, uh, and then the other thing that sort of makes this movie stand out is it was the first fully digitally animated or or one of the first fully digitally animated feature films to come out of japan you know by the time this movie came out uh disney was already fully digital with like mulan and like those movies were mostly digital but you know anime hadn't really started doing that and now of course it's the industry standard but in a lot of ways it was sort of a signal that the a different way of creating anime was on the horizon you know a purely digital way which is kind of now how it's done um so it was ahead of its time in a lot of ways in that they were already thinking about the international market and they were pushing the envelope on doing something technologically purely digital yeah so that's um i think the two things that sort of make the movie stand out in terms of the history of, of anime um in terms of the story itself uh, it's just a good. It's like oh, it's only forty five minutes long. Yeah, like it's really short. They didn't have a lot of story. They just had an idea for some cool action sequences and a basic story, and they just were like, "Let's just make that." Yeah, it's really more like a episode, a TV episode. Yeah, a great TV pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and I wondered if I've never asked him, but I wonder if the fact that it was the first digitally animated, if that slowed down the production pathway, and that's one of the reasons why it's shorter, or if it's more story driven in that there just wasn't like it's a cool yeah, moment know. momentary story but there wasn't a full I mean, I features kinda, I like the I wish more people did that because I like the idea that they didn't have an hour and a half worth of movie yeah, they just and they were drag like, well, it we're out. not going to drag it out let's just make this cool thing we have and it honestly left you you know they always say leave them wanting more and it left you wanting more yeah um but why don't we take a look at uh I think I have a trailer for it um this is movie review. Yeah, I don't know what that is. let's check out. <laughs> let's check out. Blood Odds are, even if this isn't what we meant, we're gonna have something about the, the movie. Yeah, check it out.
Sire. She is the last remaining original. Blood, the last vampire. Good old manga entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Just spoiler alert, she's the last vampire. <laughs> So in the story, I mean, the story essentially is Blade. She's either, she's, they, they, they kind of intimate that she might be half like a hybrid human vampire. Yeah. But for whatever reason, and they don't give you a lot of her backstory, she's somewhat ageless. She's super strong. She doesn't like it when people talk about God or bring up uh, crosses. And she is super, super, super focused on killing every single vampire that she comes across. Yeah. Um, so essentially, she's Blade. Cryptophids. She's yeah. They call them cryptophids. Essentially, she's Blade as a schoolgirl. Um, I think the reason to watch this movie, besides the you know the historic stuff we talked about, is just that there are three main action sequences, and they're all really well choreographed, and the movement is just incredible. Um, the story itself is just like enough of a framework within which to set yeah, those action. Yeah, it takes place at an Air Force base. In the 60s, where it's like a staging area for Vietnam. Yeah. And there's a high school next to the base, and she goes in undercover as a high school student going into the Halloween dance and then starts killing everybody. Chopping up, chopping up. Killing all the bad guys. She's not killing everybody. It's not a massive. Um, But it's totally awesome, and she is a completely badass character. They, uh, in reading about her origin, I guess they, not a surprise, but they were influenced by Buffy, the vampire slayer. And I guess it's Blade meets Buffy anime style. Yeah. Um, and then when it came out, it was, even though it was only 45 minutes long, it did sort of, it won a ton of awards, made it kind of all the way around the world and um, ended up getting not only um, a manga, a manga sequel, a couple of video games, some light novels. It also got two spinoff TV series, one of which we showed on Adult Swim, Yeah, Blood Sea. Um, and Blood Sea is sort of basically, in typical Japanese fashion, it's not a direct continuation. It's more of a reimagining. And in the case of Blood Sea, a not too great reimagining of this world. And then there was another sequel, Blood Plus, which was better received. That is another reimagining, essentially. Right. Um, so weirdly, this little 45 minute experiment ended up spawning a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but I think that's – I just wish more studios would be willing to take the risks that Production IG did and just be like, you know, let's make it 45 minutes and it's still a theatrical. Now what? You know, <laughs> um, Especially in today's day and age where distribution is so easily available. You know what I mean? I, I'm surprised you don't see more of this kind of thing. Um, but it seems like OVAs are actually – on the decline, weirdly, even though it seems like nowadays there'd be more of a chance to do limited, yeah, I mean, I th- limited runs than ever. I think everybody is... What do you think, Gil? I think everyone in the process has a more vested interest in longer running, not like hundreds and hundreds and yeah. hundreds of episodes, but like... Thousands! You 20-something to where you can get people in and they're streaming for a while and it feels like there's more... Or at least it's, t- 13 or yeah. 10, which is now sort of the norm. It's like between an OVA and between a long series... Like what Attack on Titan just did with, right. you know, 12 episodes um, or 11. Is it 11 or 12? 12. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you should see it. It's pretty readily available. It, of course, it was in English originally. So if you watch the dub, 
If you're a sub person, you're actually messing up this time. So you're you're brain, unless you're watching the Japanese sub. Yeah, unless you speak Japanese and can or read Japanese, read which I'm guessing you can't. So uh, let's talk about our least favorite vampire movies. Now that we've talked about one of our favorites, um, just because we thought it was a funny topic. So kind of the thinking behind all of our topics, if you want to call it that. Um, so. <laughs> So we've talked about some vampire movies we've liked here before, so we just thought it would be a funny switch up. But basically, as we said, we don't really like vampires that much. What is it about vampires you don't really like? It, I don't like the... It feels like... You don't like the sexy goth aspect? Yeah, the, it, the affectation of... I mean, I get it. Like, if you're around for a long period of time, I think if your movie's not around the accumulation of wealth and items... And it's more about just the straight up killing. I'm more into that, like having priceless antiquities that you've collected throughout the years is less of an interest. What? Me. So, what would be a vampire movie that you liked a lot? Uh, if any, I like both iterations of um, "Let the Right One In." I like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I do like Blade. I like Blade 2 um, a whole lot, and Blade. Yeah. Um, Blade, the first Marvel superhero movie. I actually really like, well. um, what's the, 30 Days a Night. Oh, I love 30 Days a Night. Yeah. Um, that movie, most people don't like. So you like it when the vampires are like monsters, like they're not, they're not. Yeah, uh, I think I like You don't it. like the, the gentleman vampire. Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. accurate. Except- the Anne Rice. Yeah. Boohoo vampire. Oh, my life. Poor goth. I'm in Depeche Mode, but I'm also wearing the Seinfeld puffy shirt. Not (laughs) not my thing. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, I kind of tend to agree. So um, let's talk about some vampire movies we really hate. Oh, what's the uh, in the shadows? The what's the um, Taika Waititi? Well, what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows is a great vampire movie because it's essentially making fun of that type of vampire um which is why i think we both love it because it explodes that trope um so let's talk my first choice which is the 1995 misbegotten misfire (laughs) wes craven's vampire in brooklyn (laughs) i have this movie is so off like wes craven Wes Craven's made some classic horror movies. He's also made a ton of really bad movies. movies. So he's just sort of, he just, I know that he just kind of is like, ah, we'll try it. Roll the dice. He's an old school filmmaker like that. He's from the Roger Corman school of like, "Uh, Eddie Murphy, he's a vampire. It's in New York. Let's roll. Give me the money. And what I don't understand is why this comes across. Like, I think the tonality of this movie, they have a real tone issue because it's Eddie Murphy, and he's playing, like, four different characters. He's fully in the beginning of his Norbit era where he wants to just cover himself in latex and have stupid accents and, like, yeah. be a total... I mean, I think generally when a comedian starts wanting to cover themselves in stuff like Mike Myers or him or anybody else, that's it's when over. it's over. Yeah. So he... uh Covers himself in makeup and plays like four different characters, but he plays the main character, the. Where t- is this in the Eddie Murphy canon? canon. It's 1995. It's post so coming to America. It's post everything good. Pre Boomerang? It's post Boomerang. Boomerang was the last good movie he did. 
not including the musical that he got nominated for an Oscar for. But so we're firmly in the lazy years of Eddie Murphy, and we're kind of in the lazy years of Wes Craven because this is before Scream, I believe, where he sort of reinvented himself for a while. I do like I Spy. That movie's terrible, but I do like that it. movie is so bad. But um, so and. And it sort of wants to be a comedy, but then it also wants to be scary. And I think horror comedy is always a tricky line to walk. And I think Eddie Murphy and horror do not go together. Post Beverly Hills Cop 3, pre-Nutty Professor. Pre That's Nutty. a tough window to be in. He's just, I mean, he was in, firmly in his I don't give a shit anymore era. So Eddie Murphy playing really just lazily walking through this movie, playing a bunch of weird, grossly broad comedic characters like he plays a jewish guy he plays right. a, i mean it's terrible and then they're kind of trying to have it both ways where you are scared is he scary but is it funny and it really doesn't work as either is either one but don't take my word for it check out the trailer for this bag of shit for centuries they have roamed the earth Fearsome creatures of the night, endlessly seeking to satisfy an unyielding hunger. Women. Vampire in Brooklyn. I would love to have you for dinner. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whose idea it was to give him. A, he's a he's a mullet. He's got a mullet. He's supposed to be scary. Then they've crammed in a romance. He's supposed to be sexy, and then he's making really dumb, lazy as shit jokes, and it doesn't work on literally any level. Yeah. And I say this as someone who likes both Wes Craven and I have enjoyed Eddie Murphy's earlier career. Anyway, um, shout out to Peter Cullen doing the VO in the trailer making it seem a thousand times better than it actually even is. And I, I don't understand. There's a lot of New Jack music in there, like New Jack Swing, and then there's like, they use going back to, to Cali, Cali for no reason. You're in Brooklyn, but you're going back to Cali. And funny that they make it seem like Brooklyn's dangerous because this is from the era when, right. in the early 90s, before Brooklyn had been fully gentrified and turned into the current you know hipster paradise or whatever people call it now. Um, it was back when it was like, you live in Brooklyn. Mm. So hilarious that they are using Brooklyn to mean danger to today's like audiences. Right. So Vampire in Brooklyn, a low point for Wes Craven, I would say one of one of his low points, <laughs> and uh, one of Eddie Murphy's low points on his long slide into irrelevance. Um, next up, that Shrek money though. Next up is okay. So uh, the Twilight, Twilight, the first Twilight film. Um, so <laughs> these movies made me laugh uh, so much that I kind of I can't say that I hated them. They are so bad, though. I mean, they are as bad as as movies can get. The fact that they were major hit films and, and books blows my mind. But I have seen them all. And I took the day off yesterday, so I forgot to do it. But if we can dig up the picture, we're going to show it right here. And if we can't, Bing! then... Jason DeMarco, Twilight fan. Jason so made the local news. I made the local news seeing the final Twilight film because our friend Dana uh, wanted to see it at a midnight showing. And I wanted to support my friend and thought it would be a funny 
enjoyable time. And I went to the theater at the midnight premiere. And fun fact, I was the only male in the entire theater. And I probably was the only person over the age of 25. And there was when we walked in, they were doing on-camera interviews with people that were like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for Twilight. And they're like, they were like um, women in like jammies, like where so like sleepovers because it was uh, reclining seats, the theater. And the guy, the news reporter guy comes up to me with his camera and he's like, do you think you'd want to talk about why you like Twilight so much? And I was like, no, man, I don't. And he goes, come on, there's no other guys here. I have to have at least one guy. And I, I don't know why, but I stupidly said yes. So then they cut the interview and I made it on the air. And the yeah, there you can't you can't see it, but it's I made it on the air and it says Jason DeMarco Twilight fan. And they asked me the first question is, why do you love these movies so much? And I just started laughing because I didn't. I mean, obviously, I was in a room full of people that were earnestly there to enjoy the movie. Right. And to I was, your credit, you were not taking a giant shit. No, and I was the one cynical asshole that was there to make fun of the movie. But I didn't want to say that because I didn't want to ruin everybody else's good time. So I, I just started laughing when he was like, why do you love these movies so much? And I just started laughing before I could sort of wool gather and come up with some bullshit thing like oh it's just you know vampires are fun like i don't remember what i said but so i forever have like jason demarco twilight fan as a still uh i had it on facebook for a long time but so yeah um that's my history with twilight so it all started though with the first twilight film which i saw on hbo because i certainly didn't want to go to the theater at that time and it sure. was so it wasn't funny then. it was so hilariously bad that I probably watched it twice and laughed harder the second time because there's so much crazy bad shit. But I found this video, you guys have probably seen it, cut to a Lonely Island song that uses all of the some of the worst shit in the movie and just cuts it together in such a perfect way that really if this had existed before the movie before I had seen the movie, like if I had seen this just first, this over and over again. I would just watch that over and over and not spend so many hours trying to like whittle down the moments because this does the perfect job. So let's check out Jizz in My Pants. Black eyes from across the room, down my drink while the rhythms boom. Take your hand and skip the names. No need here for the silly games. Make our way through the smoking crowd. The club is the sky and I'm on your cloud. Move in close as the lasers fly. Our bodies touch and the angels cry. Leave this place, go back to yours. Our lips first touch outside your doors. The whole night, what we've got in store. Whisper in my ear that you want some more. And I jizz in my pants. This really never happens, you can take my word. I won't apologize, that's just absurd. Mainly your fault for the way that you dance. And now I jizz in my pants. Don't tell your friends or I'll say you're a slut Plus it's your fault you were rubbing my butt I'm very sensitive, some would say that's a plus Now I'll go home and change I need a few things from the grocery Do things alone now mostly Left me heartbroken, not looking for love Surprise in my eyes when I looked above The checkout counter and I saw her face My heart stood still, so did time and space Never thought that I could feel real again But the look in her eyes said I need a friend She turned to me, that's when she said it Looked me dead in the face, asked cash or credit And I shizzed in my pants It's perfectly normal, nothing wrong with me But we're going to need a clean up on aisle three And now I'm posed in an awkward stance Because I shizzed in my pants To be Fair, you were flirting a lot Plus the way you bag cans got me bothered and hot Please stop acting like you're not impressed One more thing, I'm gonna pay by check Last week, 
I saw a film, as I recall it was a horror film Walked outside into the rain Checked my phone and saw you rang And I just in my past Speeding down the street when the red lights flash Need to get away, need to make a dash A song comes on that reminds me of you And I just in my past Next day, my alarm goes off And I just in my past Open my window and a breeze rolls in And I just in when Bruce Willis was dead at the end of Sixth Sense, I shizzed in my pants. I just ate a grape and I shizzed in my pants. I went to jizzed okay. in my pants. So you guys can leave, okay? I just ride in my pants every time you're next to me. And when we're holding hands, it's like having sex with me. You say I'm premature, I just go in ecstasy. I wear a rubber at all times, it's a necessity. That is a fucking great, absolute classic. So I'm glad you didn't go last with that because that would have been too hard to follow. So the, like I said, Twilight films not good, but definitely funny uh, and worth a laugh. Um, that thing is so well edited; it, it just does all the work for you. Um, and then finally, we talked about Blade, and I really like Blade One and Two. Um, Blade Two, directed by Guillermo del Toro, is a great movie. Um, unfortunately, they came back. All good things come to an end. They came back soft with the third Blade movie, uh, directed by David Goyer, who DC fans will know as one of the people who kind of fucks it all up. Fucks it all up. Um, so David Goyer created Blade, or or was responsible for Blade. Uh, product producing it and writing the first Blade movies. Um, so I guess they gave him the reins on the third one, and it just seemed like it really feels obligatory. Like, it doesn't feel like... It feels like everyone involved is just tired. Yeah. Like, it feels like even Wesley Snipes was like, I gotta pay my tax bills, I guess I'll do this. Um, so they... Tr- this is back when the... Before Deadpool, when Ryan Reynolds was still... They were still trying to make him a star. Um, so he is... He is he is a former vampire who is working with Blade, and then um, Chris Christopherson's the character of Chris Christopherson's daughter is played by Jessica Biel, um, Whistler Whistler's daughter. So it's basically the same shit. It's Blade versus, but this time it's actually Dracula. Like that's the yeah, the thing. But the Dracula in this movie is the douchiest, shittiest actor in the in the world like it is the dumbest most like it's so 2000s like douchey like it's crazy and parker posey plays a vampire and they somehow waste her she just it's a good cast vamps it up for the most part yeah natasha leone's in it um but it is so poorly directed and the action sequences are just lame and dracula is the dumbest douchiest thing in the world um so let's check out i think i have the trailer for this yeah i have the trailer so Check out Blade Trinity, because I'm sure you haven't seen it. I have to ask you a couple of questions. What can you tell me about vampires? They exist. Blade. It 
It's very telling so. that whoever cut that trailer was like, we don't want to show Dracula at all. <laughs> like, we're not going to show him at all. He's the main bad guy and drives the entire plot. And even the shot at the end is those two fighting each other. It was like, we're, no, no. We, we're not going to use that. I do like that the A makes the two eyes. And yeah. Do that. <laughs> uh, so Blade Trinity. I'm still hoping for more Blade movies. I would watch another Blade movie tomorrow. Um, if you're going to give me a vampire who fights a half vampire who fights people with swords and drives muscle cars. I'm down. He's a Marvel character. So I'm hoping he shows up in some Dr. Strange sequel or something. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're, <laughs> they're trying to steer clear. The cash machine is rolling so hard right now. Yeah. I don't think they're yeah. doing anything. It's too to, bad though. Cause I'd like, they're not looking back. I'd like to see more blade. Sure. Um, if they ever do some Marvel horror blade, will probably pop up. Um, so those are three of my... I do, I do think that trailer would have benefited from Jizz in My Pants, too, <laughs> just as a backing track. So those are three of my least favorite vampire movies. Can you top that? Uh, I'm not Jizz in My Pants. No, that's far too great. <laughs> but I do have some terrible vampire movies. First up is Uwe Boll's 2005 Blood Rain. That's Uwe all you Boll, had to say. Uwe Boll. Known for taking pretty decent video games and turning them into dog shit movies year after year after year. The Blood Rain wasn't even a good video game. It was I a decent video uh, game. I didn't think it was, but... Um, it was well received. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah people people like, liked it. Yeah, Nobody yeah. likes this movie. Um, <laughs> I bet Uwe Ball likes the movie. <laughs> Michael Madsen, who's in this movie, his quote was, that movie's terrible, but Uwe Ball's a nice guy. I would work with him again. <laughs> um, Michael Kingsley, Madsen likes to work. Michael Madsen, awesome. Billy Zane. Billy Zane, baby. And he's, it's, it's not like a the, softcore it, porn. It's, it's like, an actual it's like, vampire movie. It's like the European tax break greatest hits of actors. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we need to go back to Croatia, and yeah. we left a bag of money there, but we that's, can finance. That's Uwe Ball's thing. Uwe Ball's thing is he uses... Um, like countries that have yeah very film supportive like government programs right. and he uses that money to make these terrible dog shit movies or he did um so the plot of this movie is fairly fucking stupid so we're not even really going to get into it but this final this is the final scene so spoiler alert if you want to actually not have this spoiled you're doing the wrong and thing, who's but. the star christiana loken yeah not her name she and, was terminator in terminator 3 right and she's a vampire right She's fighting. Well, she's she's like the not quite a vampire daywalker kind of thing. Oh, so, gotcha. Ben, she's fighting Ben Kingsley, who is the ultimate vampire badass. Which <laughs> is such a terrible decision. Dr- I mean, he did it in Sexy Beast, but normally Ben Kingsley and badass do not. Yeah, do not go together. Um, but when you put a ponytail on him, it even <laughs> gets worse. So let's. Oh check yeah, out I saw this. an interview. Let's find the interview with him about that because I saw an interview. Let's see this uh, fight fight scene. to be human and die like one. I liked uh, Michael Madsen with his medieval time shirt on. Yeah. Um, ben Kingsley's basically even saying the lines from his character, but definitely giving the same performance as the bad guy in sneakers, 
but they give him a sword and tell him to slowly walk around the room and they'll speed up the film every well, now and then. Don't too. get mad, but Sneakers is a terrible movie too. I um, so I, I looked up and found an interview with Ben Kingsley <laughs> where the interviewer asked is him, it, what were you thinking? What were you thinking when you accepted a role in blood rain? It's so hard to imagine someone so gifted, not realizing what a terrible film that would be. I think, which is a straightforward question. Yeah. He said, I don't know whether to be upset or flattered by that question. To be honest, I've always wanted to play a vampire with the teeth and the long black cape. Let's let's just say that my motives were somewhat immature for doing it. <laughs> I think that's honest. It's an honest question. And ben an honest King, I mean, Ben Kingsley's one of those guys like he's a Sam, great actor. Sam Jackson, made, Christopher Walken. He's made so many. He just likes to work. He just likes to work. They're not all going to be great. Yeah, he, this one is probably the least great. The least of all of them. <laughs> a very big not great. Um. Next up is 2002 Michael Reimer of Battlestar Galactica reboot fame. But before that, he made Queen of the Damned. And not to talk ill about Leah and the departure of too, Gone Too Soon, but this movie totally sucks. This movie is terrible, yeah. Um, How you have Aaliyah as a vampire queen and still screw it up blows my mind. Yeah, you do it by taking the worst part of a stupid book and making Lestat... <laughs> be awakened from his slumber by a heavy metal band and have him be the lead singer. And that's when you're like, nope, that's all we need. We don't need all the other stuff. We're just going to call it Queen of the Damned. Um, Lestat, pre... I, there's no way I was going to like this movie, even if it was good, and this yeah. movie is fucking terrible. So let's check out a scene from Queen of the Damned. Ah. Uh. To walk with the living? Out of the cold, dark waste of eternity. Well, that makes you a very clever librarian, Telemuskin. <laughs> that you would shoot that terrible action sequence and then have it like the dumbest vampire talk of all time be like yep got it moving on <laughs> your least favorite kind of vampire that was like the english fop vampire yeah. your your least favorite kind no thank you well look at them yeah. like just the worst um last for me is 2004 Stephen Summers of the Brendan Fraser mummy movies fame uh Van Helsing <laughs> Woo! um which look at that hat they are yeah there's so many bad choices in this movie so they're Universal's rebooting Van Helsing along with their other monster movies that they're doing the mm -hmm. monster universe um so I think those will be good this movie feels like Something not, something not was feels, missing. Feels less less good. Feels less good. It's funny that Kate Beckinsdale in this, and then she had she has now made a career out of. Speaking of bad vampire movies, she's made a career yeah. out of the, the under, underworld movies. Those movies make a ton. Yeah, there's money. like this six, movie made. There's money. like six, six of them, right? Yeah. Was it this made money? It wasn't a flop. I mean, it was broke even. Yeah, it made three hundred something million dollars <laughs> worldwide. Bananas. Um, but uh, let's check out. That's a uh, cool vest, though. Look at his vest. He's wearing a leather jacket, a leather duster on top of a leather vest with a wool. It's very cold in Transylvania. <laughs> I was going to say, how cold is he? He's from Australia. It's Van much Helsing, warmer. Yeah, Van Helsing is not used to the it's cold much warmer climate. Meanwhile, Kate Pake Beckinsdale's wearing like a seven corsets, a, a, a bustier, like, and a corset. Yeah, like 
<laughs> and like a mariachi outfit. <laughs> um, Wait, what's spinning in he, look? What's he's spinning got, in his hand? What, he's what got like a um, he's got like a fan, to like keep, a crawl keep himself cool style. He's got to keep himself cool. <laughs> yeah, because he's all warmed up. It's a portable AC unit. <laughs> it's a secret weapon. <laughs> um, ah, sorry. Yeah. Oh. So Van Helsing has been killing. Who cares? Let's check out this scene. So, would you like me to refresh your memory a little? Mm. A few details from your sordid past. Perhaps that is a conversation for another time. <laughs> That's why I wanted to show that just, scene just for that one. So bizarre. What a bizarre choice. <gasps> Anyway, like, what the fuck? So, where were we? <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. And everyone has, like, a bad Romanian accent, blah, 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 or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, Transylvanian. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that was those were bad choices. I um, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you, you may have outdone me. Should we watch... <laughs> we should watch it. Just, uh, uh, we, we can do that on our own okay. time. Let's check out uh, the... Adult Swim Facebook favorite vampire films. Twilight, of course. Underworld. Vampire in Brooklyn. Nice 30 Days a Night. Hey, guys. I hate to break it to you, but 30 Days a Night is a lot a of people good, don't like that movie. That's a good-ass movie, man. I like it a lot. You have to like... You have to like really gross, creepy stuff. You have to like post-apocalyptic scenarios. You have to like cold. And yeah. I like... I love uh, Everybody Circle the Wagons. Right. Type type storylines. I think Thirty Days a Night is good. You love what's his face so much. <laughs> oh, I don't even know his name. What's uh, his name? Josh somebody or other. Hamlet. Josh Hamlet. Hamlet? No, his name's not Hamlet Josh guy. Hamlet. What? Josh Hartnett. Hartnett. <laughs> it's close. I was close to the, the great Josh Hamlet in one of his finest roles. Uh, let's check out the Toonami Facebook top five. I like him in least Black Hawk favorite Down. vampire movies. Twilight. Queen of the Dead. Queen of the Damned, Blood, The Last Vampire. No, no, we're talking about the live action, which is a dumb. Oh, the shit. live action one is I'm terrible. I'm sure. There, I can't imagine. Totally. That I never saw Dracula Untold, and I never saw the sequel, The Lost Boys, The I, Tribe. If you put a gun to the my thirst. head, there's no way I would have been able to call the title of The Lost Boys sequel. I didn't even know there was a sequel to yeah. The Lost Boys. That's crazy. Does it have Kia, uh, Kiefer? No, I have no it? idea. And Jason Patrick? Jason Patrick? Ain't. Probably Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick ain't doing nothing these days. I doubt it has Kiefer Sutherland. I bet it has Jason Patrick in it. <laughs> we should just have the... Jason Patrick and Josh Hamlet in a, in a, a vampire sequel. Um, so those are your choices. So thanks for voting. And uh, as always, we appreciate you guys. It has Angus Sutherland in it. Yeah. All right. But not. Um, but for now, we got some sneak peeks to show you for this week's uh, Toonami broadcast on Saturday night. First up is a little trailer we've cut together for the Boo Saga of Dragon Ball Z Kai, which we are about to start. So let's check that out. It's really happening. Boo is finally coming back to life. There's not a person alive who can defeat Majin Buu. This bow is beyond anything you've ever fought before. I've never sensed anything like it. We're dealing with pure evil. Destruction is our only goal. Is that Majin Buu? No, Gohan, look out! And you'll bring calamity down on all of us. What kind of monster is he? This is Majin Buu. If he continues his rampage of terror, gone will be the days of peace and tranquility for all living creatures in the universe. What is that? Some special effect? I'm not going to hell by myself. I'm taking you all along for the ride. 
This is a fine mess we find ourselves in. We have to get away from here as fast as we can. Is that the best you've got? Boo goes the dynamite. <laughs> DBZ Kai, the Boo Saga, starting next Saturday night at midnight. Boo Saga, how many episodes? Like a hundred and whatever. No, 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 it's not that many. Um, it's longer than Frieza. Yeah, it's Kai. I honestly don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, how many, obviously, but, but it's short. But yeah, it would be because Boo has like four forms. Seventy ish. So probably yeah. more like fifty, maybe. Do you prefer Boo Saga or Frieza? I like them both. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the end of both of them better than the beginning of each of them. Gotcha. Um. And then we have a promo for next week's July 4th weekend's Attack on Titan Marathon, where you'll have a chance to catch up uh, on the Attack on Titan episodes we've been running. Week's because the fourth is oh, midweek. Is oh. So we're we're getting a jump on it. Alright, so let's check out that tomorrow promo. nights. Time to throw some Titans on the grill and relax with a long weekend and a marathon. We've got multiple Titans incoming. Catch up on the story or just relive the glory of season two of Attack on Titan. Fire! And get ready for an all new episode July 8th at 1230. Humanity has lost. Like hell it is. It's the Attack on Titan Marathon, Saturday night from 11 to 330. Chow down. And we also have a promo for Attack on Titan episode ten, which will the promo will air inside the Attack on Titan marathon. Correct. And after the Memorial Day, no, that doesn't seem right. Fourth of July. I don't know. You're another marathon. Up in semantics again. No, this let's, is the first. We finally let's, let's check out the promo. The English dubs have come up, so this let's is uh, showing up the dub. It's not just the script let's that check I out wrote. The promo. So it'll be. Let's check out the promo. Soundbites. On the next all-new episode of Attack on Titan. Commander Irvin, we're surrounded! We'll forge ahead! You're kidding. The scouts are here? There's been a slight change of plans. I'm gonna ask you nicely not to try to put up a fight. Get ready for a new episode of Attack on Titan next Saturday at 1230. Soldiers, prepare to fight! Only Toonami. Excited? Yeah, totally. And then finally, we have a, a new episode of Mobile on the Move, uh, wherein our very own Dana Swanson, the voice of Sarah, takes us through uh, her choice of, I guess, mobile games. <laughs> That's what it's called, yeah. Mobile on the Move. I'm not good today. I'm just the uh, this. I believe is a Steam game. Oh, wh- what? Also, it's not mobile on the move. But no, that it was first a Steam oh, game, right. and she's playing okay. it mobily. Right. I take it back. But Sorry. this is Sorry, Dana. the Jason Demarco tale, Old Man's Journey. Let's check it out. Oh wow. Yo ho ho, and a bottle of Dracar Noir. It's Dana, and I'm here to talk about Old Man's Journey. So yeah, these are pieces from my sexy George R. R. Martin cosplay, and I'm just gonna put them back into normal rotation. Why not? Anyway, back to the game. So in my files, I accidentally typed this as Old Man in the Sea, but that'd be incorrect. There's a sea, yes, but there's also a lot of rolling hills that defy physics. This is a journey, damn it and we're here to talk about it. This game has no dialogue whatsoever. An old man receives a letter, uh, has 
a vague emotion about it and then begins on a quest to possibly resolve what's inside that letter, I really am not sure. Keep in mind though, he's old and he stops to reflect a lot or maybe just nap with his eyes open. And during his sleeping spells, he shows us these gorgeous watercolor-like glimpses of his past, his French past. Did I mention that? France, French signs, French scary ass countryside, French old rusty boat, not bad. Even a French lighthouse. As the game goes on, things start to unwind like a baguette in a spiralizer. You have to solve these various hill-based puzzles, smash through walls with barrels, and scare off sheep, all while a story unfolds. Also, this old man loves riding down waterfalls and somehow doesn't get a contusion. Uh, that's the real story here. How do you not get a contusion when you land on like straight up cobblestone? Back to this man's journey though. Is this one of regret, of success, of self-actualization? The ending wasn't satisfying for me, so I wonder what you think. I got really judgmental about this guy and didn't want to finish the game, even though I did. I found the ending dissatisfying and, I, and like, even though I love this game, I just like, I had such a block about this, this dude even though I'm kind of dressed like him right now. I will say that this game is unlike anything I've ever played, and I really encourage, if you're thinking about it or just want something different, I encourage you to try it. It's still pretty cool. So I really wanted to talk about Monument Valley 2 today, um, and it doesn't make it look like Monument Valley 4, but um, I actually, I've been spending way too much time with health apps. Um, I've had to take a lot of different pills lately, so I found this really awesome, and this is probably boring for some of you, so just tune it out, but for those of you who love playing the I Have to Take Lots of Pills a Day game, I highly recommend Round Health to keep track of whether or not you took some stupid pills. Um, and then also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and recommend My Water. It, it sort of measures all of your, your water that you drink in the day, so... If you drink coffee, it sort of gives you a certain amount. If you drink real water, it gives you another amount. If you drink alcohol, it takes water away. It also measures things in British units, centiliters. You can change the ounces, but that's the default, so I think it's British. We're just gonna go ahead and go with that. Um, anyway, if you have any sort of mobile games that you want me to play that aren't the New York Times crosswords because I'm not very good at them, uh, then please hit me up at, at Dana is a girl on Twitter. Thanks everybody, and I'm gonna go back to wearing this beard to bed. I'm gonna get it. Is that right? Yeah, that's great. Oh, thank you. So that's the story of my life, old an old man's journey. Yeah. Uh, well, filled with regret, <laughs> waiting to die, <laughs> waiting to die. Uh, but yeah, I think I might actually check that game out. Um, Dana always has a good line on interesting mobile games. She plays more mobile games than anyone I know. Yeah. For sure. Um, so when she gets excited about one, I usually check it out. Unless it's like a Simpsons coin collecting or whatever the hell that <laughs> one game she got obsessed with. Um, what was that? It's not a carte blanche. Yeah. It's not It's not exactly. It's not a blank check. But it's just I'll, I'll look at it. Sure. A recommendation from an expert, if you will. Um so that's it for this week's Toonami Preflight. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Oh, shoot! It's not list. Oh, yeah, it is. Just a single title card. Check. 
So now let's talk about the hey, last you know thing. Hey, we should do. Before we should we go. do an Adult Swim single. So this week's Adult Swim single is the artist Ducky. And this is a premiere song that Ducky reached out to us and gave us. It's a sweet dance jam. You can get it at adultswim.com slash singles streaming for free, along with the last several weeks of singles. Uh, and we'll be back next week, of course. We're doing 52 straight weeks this year, and we'll be back next week with an all-new song. But for now, check out NLTFB by Ducky. sweet um so i don't like dancing but i do like dance music you don't like dancing but you like dance music it's true yeah me too do you dance at all even when you're tipsy maybe a little uh i mean if i have a little white boy shuffle yeah i mean i got do you do you do the do you do the atlanta no no i'm more of a person dance i'm more of a kid and play dance circle no no like a foot kick jump through my leg that kind of thing so yeah I'll show you when we stand. One up. day we'll see. Yeah, we'll do it on a, a live pre-flight. We'll have you do a dance. Cool. It'll be great. <laughs> all right, that's it for this week's Tiami pre-flight. Thanks for watching. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Bye-bye. Whether you like it or not. Tsunami every Saturday night from eleven to three thirty.